Taking stock of Turkey and uh, the Turkish president making comments today saying that uh, he doesn't really care what credit rating agencies do to the rating of his country. Here to tell us more and also joining me in studio is Matt Miller, my co-host uh, for the next hour or so. Matt, great to have you here. Um, uh, John Pleasure Mi- to be here. Yes, be and here. I'm it's glad an you came in because John Micklethwaite is here. He is uh, Bloomberg News Editor-in-Chief. And John, thank you. I know you've had a long week, as many people have. Traveled almost as much as Matt Miller. Almost as much. <laughs> not well, as fast. Yeah, not, not as, I was going to say, not as fast on, a, on two wheels. Um, uh, tell us about your interview uh, with the president of, of Turkey. Well, first of all, what, had you met him previously? I'd met him once for about five minutes at a conference. Um, he very relaxed. Um, I, as you were pointing out just before we came on air, I seem to have made this habit of interviewing what might be described as democratic strongmen in the sense of Putin um, seeing Trump briefly the other day, and now and now um, um, Erdogan. I think Erdogan. The interesting things about him is, you know, he has ruled Turkey for a long time. He had, in political terms, especially given that democratic strongman background, he had a near-death experience in the summer with the coup. But he does have real issues to do with the economy, and you pointed out. Um, you know, he's said to the credit rating agencies, "Look, I, I really don't care what you say." You know, we but say that doesn't doesn't tend to be always a good idea. Well, we say what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Is it um, definitely the case with Erdogan? I mean, did that coup? Uh, you say it's a near death experience, but make him a stronger leader? Um, it's made him a stronger leader to the extent that he's managed to round up about a hundred thousand people um, and either get rid of, um, push them out of jobs, or put some in jail. Um, again, I pushed him on this. He is not um, entirely good when it comes to journalists, in particular. Turkey jails more journalists than anywhere else around the country, around the world, and he is that. That's to that extent. I think Erdogan, yes, he is back in control. But in my experience, when you have that sort of leader. If there is a sort of coup attempt, that tends to make them more worried. And he it's interesting that one of his one of his responses has been to try and get more power. I was going to say he hasn't get... got Fatula Gulen. No, who's sitting, um, as I pointed out to him, is sitting in Pennsylvania in a place where if he flew down to Washington, he'd probably fly over the top. And he's hoping um, very much that they will manage to extradite him. I don't think anyone in America thinks that is likely. The Turkish case is the Turkish case, which we should. You know, treat seriously is that they often give terrorists to America. They see Gulen as being part of a similar level, and they are demanding his extradition. The Americans are saying that has to go through the courts. They're saying no, this is to do with a crime that happened in Turkey, i.e., the coup, and they are trying to push it. Nobody, as far as I can work out, seems to think it is likely to get through, and so you're going to end up an ever more exasperated Erdogan who already has issues with America with lots of things, including America at the moment arming Kurdist, Kurd, sorry, Kurdish um, separatists in various places. I just want to play a, a clip of the interview and get your a reaction. You're going to all hear this. Go ahead. And we're your strategic partner. We're together in NATO. We want him, give him to us, and let us try him. Let's do what's needed. But they said, the court is going to decide. I'm sorry, but we can't wait for these kind of decisions from these kinds of courts, because this crime wasn't committed in the U.S. It was committed in Turkey. So let us make the decision. 
That was the president of uh, Turkey speaking with John Micklethwaite, uh, Bloomberg uh, uh, editor-in-chief earlier today. So, John, when he says that, what do you hear or feel is the I, next step? I think step? you hear a degree of, of anger. I think he, he didn't answer the question specifically, which I asked next, which what is your plan B? If everyone is correct and you're unlikely to get this guy out, then what are you going to do next? And he merely he, he said in, uh, in that governments always tend to have a something up their sleeve which they can use later. Uh, but I suspect the main thing he will do is sulk and be kind of cross about it. And there is a kind of problem there. And you have to remember that Turkey, notwithstanding some of the things which happened there, is still part of NATO. It is still an ally of America. But at this precise moment, if you look over the past few years, it's been one which has been going so in, in different directions. So what's the problem? Why uh, why don't we give him Fatullah Gulen if Fatullah Gulen is connected to this coup and he's an ally of ours and he gives us criminals that we demand extradition for? Well, that's that, there are the similarities between Matt Miller and President Erdogan get ever, get oh, ever no. more likely. The moustache oh, no. can that. only be a matter of time. Yeah. Um, no, you put the case much more eloquently <laughs> than I did. The response, I think, of the American side is, well, we have to go through due process on this. Where is the evidence that you said this? You have repeatedly claimed this man is trying to do things. Um, you know, we want to see evidence that he actually is involved. And the word good is very interesting. Gulen, Gulen is a name they charge around everywhere. I asked um, Erdogan also about the central bank, where we have the same issue, um, where so, at least some people, I think Erdogan himself has generally avoided saying this directly, but some of the people close to him have complained about the previous management of the central bank and said it was full of Gulenists. This time, Erdogan did talk about the need to clean out any Gulenists who are still there. But that was another place. It's a very kind of paranoid place when it comes to politics, Perky. Do you feel that when you're, when you're in his presence? No, he was strangely relaxed. I, I mean, he's, he's, um, there is less sort of an element of fear around him. He, he is one... The strange thing about Erdogan, at least in, to this extent, is that, yes, there are lots of things which are reprehensible about him, such as being tough on journalists, such a thing, a lot of the treatment of people who seem to oppose him, claiming that anyone who insults him has to go to jail, all that sort of stuff. And yet he has won elections, a series of them. So one of the questions for him is, you know, why on earth do you do this stuff if you're actually quite good at winning the politics anyway? Thank you very much for being with us. John Micklethwaite is uh, Bloomberg News Editor-in-Chief, uh, speaking about the Turkish President Recep Erdogan. I'm Pim Fox, my co-host, Matt Miller. This is Taking Stock, and this is Bloomberg.